Welcome to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshka, your host, and I'm excited about what's going to happen today. I'm going to introduce a guest in just a few moments that is amazing. You're going to enjoy it. And I think we've got some good word and some good teaching, and we're going to be talking about the power of forgiveness. But I want to start out with my own little saga. Once upon a time, years and years ago, eons of times back went back when I was six years old. It's what I call the Easy Bake Oven story. I had gotten an Easy Bake Oven for Christmas, and I was so excited about this. I mean, you, it had these little bitty tiny little pans and these little boxes of, of cake mixes and cookie mixes. And so I made a little cake, you know, and I was so excited. And, and uh, my brother, who was five and a half years older than me, went to bed that night. He got up in the middle of the night and baked every single one of my little cakes and cookies. Harley, it was not right. <laughs> It was not right. You know, I I ate all of those that my cousins would make. I know. I mean, I was just like devastated. I got up. I was all excited. I'm going to bake, you know. And and maybe that's why I never really learned how to bake. I just gave up on it, you know. And had this little light bulb in there, you know. Yeah, it's all his fault that I never learned how to bake. But so I I I had to I had to get up because I was angry and I was bitter and I was resentful. Then we have what I call the. Indian feather incident. Now, this was really bad. We lived in Red Raider Trailer Park in Lubbock, Texas, in a little bitty travel trailer. And there was all these kids in the trailer park, right? And, and we'd ride bicycles and play and all this. And, and so my brother, he thought it would be really, really cool if they got me and they tied me to a telephone pole. They did. I've got my hands behind my back. They got me tied. I'm standing there. I have really long blonde hair, real skinny, and I'm standing there, and, and they stuck these Indian feathers. I don't know where they got them, in, the, in my hair, in the back. And then all of them started dancing around me, doing war hoops, Indian war hoops around me in the trailer park. <laughs> then they all disappeared. They left me, and I'm going, hello? Anybody? Hello? Help? <laughs> Finally, they came back. You know, it seemed like an eternity. I'm sure it was only a few minutes, but at six years old, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's quite traumatic. It was the, I, I mean, it took me a while to forgive and get over. You still remember it. I still remember. I remember that Indian feather incident like it was yesterday. <laughs> and I was so thankful when they came back and my brother untied the ropes as he was laughing, you know. And um, then there's another one. It's the Coke bottle incident. Now, my brother loved to pick on me all the time. He never, ever hurt me on purpose, you know. We get a little rough, rough housing, you know. He's quite a bit older, and I'm tiny, little, skinny, petite, little girl. But we, he would pick on me a lot. And so we were outside, and, and I was making mud pies, okay. You didn't have video games. You didn't have, you had I'm really telling my age now, ABC, NBC, and CBS. That's all you had. So there, you couldn't go in there and watch all these. You know, you might find Bugs Bunny every now and then. But so, you know, you went outside. So I would make these mud pies to feed my dolls. And my brother would just pick, 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 pick. And his name was GJ. Literally, G period, J period. Didn't stand for anything. It was just GJ. <laughs> and so 
he thought it'd be funny because all the guys were over. And my little friends, but all the guys were over. And um, <clears throat> he thought it'd be funny just to keep picking at me, keep picking, you know. And uh, wouldn't leave me alone, wouldn't leave me alone, nothing. And so I told him, I said, GJ, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to hit you with this Coke bottle. You know, back then it was those old-fashioned, really heavy Coke bottles. Glass. Yeah, yeah, real glass. And it was heavy. And I kept telling him, leave me alone, leave me alone. I'm crying, and, you know, he pick, pick, pick. So I don't know how this happened. But we were, there was kind of like a little incline in our yard. And he's standing on top of it. And somehow or another, I caught him off guard with his back to me. (laughs) (laughs) And with all of the might I could muster up, with my little skinny body at six years old, I took that Coke bottle and I hit him right behind the burr of the ear. I mean, I let him have it and he went down. It knocked him off balance. (laughs) Well... And he rolls down the little incline, and all the boys are laughing hysterically, okay? And I'm laughing, too, till I saw the look in his eye. And I knew, sister, we're in trouble. This is like life or death. You better run. And so I could run like a rabbit. I mean, I would zig, and he'd zag, and I'd turn and whirl, and we're going in circles, and all the boys are laughing, laughing, laughing. So he's getting madder and madder and madder because he's been made a fool of by his little weakling six-year-old sister who hit him with a Coke bottle. And so I start screaming, Mama, help, help, Mama, he's going to kill me. My mom apparently had been watching this whole thing. She stepped out on the porch and she said, now, GJ, she told you to leave her alone. She told you she was going to hit you with that Coke bottle. And she did. And don't you dare touch her. Well, that diffused everything and I'd been saved. But I had resentment, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I had unforgiveness and bitterness in my heart. I loved that. I loved GJ with all of my heart. He was my hero, really. He, he really was. But we would just tangle, you know, and, and all this. And, and, uh, but he wouldn't let anybody else do it to me. But, you know, I had to get over all that. There is, there, you have to ha- understand the power of forgiveness. Well, today I have a wonderful anointed author a very gifted artist and a teacher. Her name is Sylvia McGinnis, and uh, I just want to read her little bio. Sylvia McGinnis has partnered with God in their inner healing ministry for over 20 years, serving as a Bible study teacher, public speaker, and a minister in jails and prisons. She has held leadership positions in churches and a Glow International and is a licensed pastor. Her heart is set upon healing of the brokenhearted and setting the captives free. Miss Sylvia, welcome to our program today. Thank you, Luida. It's an honor, and I'm glad you asked me. Well, I'm excited because you have lots of wonderful, I've heard you minister several times I have your books and I have I'm starting to read uh, the uh, the powerful secret of forgiveness and but I'm reading it so slow because every word is so good that I keep going back and reading it over and over again so I've only got about a third of the way in and I'm like oh my goodness this is wonderful but you God has really gifted you and anointed you to help people uh, with that so it's really good to read it slow yeah yeah because you can read it so fast that you don't get the deep implications of forgiveness right when a lot of people really don't understand what forgiveness is yeah they think somehow it's just oh it's all right Uh that somebody hurt me no it's not all right yeah and it's not all right to god either right and hurting people hurt 
people. Oh, that's the <clears> truth. <throat> mm-hmm. So have you gotten over all that resentment? I did. Resentment? I prayed, and that that really wasn't that big of a deal. But now things that happened after that, and my family was torn apart, and, and uh, my mother uh, was on her fourth marriage and divorced and, and uh, began drinking and those type things. So you uh, had but other, we had a lot of other things to other do. Other things to forgive. Yes, 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 you? yes. And, and thankfully, yeah. the Lord led me through that and gave me grace and and taught me and helped me to forgive and release it which you're really good at and your book goes into that you know people need to know that there are reasons why hurting people are hurting people Mm -hmm. now i'm not guessing what what your problems were in your family except that you were a younger pretty little girl Mm -hmm. and there was an older brother Mm -hmm. which indicates to me that you may have been the princess in the family (laughs) and he may have felt very (laughs) resentful of the attention that he wasn't getting because that's what happens right right? that does happen sometimes for sure (laughs) Yeah, yeah and let me just say i like being the princess i'm okay with that Okay, okay. Well, that's Let there good. be no mistake about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what Carrie Fisher said? You know, Carrie Fisher is all in the news right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. But she has a famous quote. She said, resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah, yeah. And unforgiveness has so many effects on you. Mm-hmm. You are tormented in your mind mm-hmm. when you don't forgive. Mm-hmm. Your body tightens up. You end up with back problems, Mm -hmm. shoulder problems, neck problems. It begins to affect the organs inside your body. There are people literally dying from Mm -hmm. unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, And they don't realize what the problem is. That's right. And they think the problem is the other guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, because when people sin, it's all it's all about sin. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a little bit of good in every bad person. There's a little bit of bad in every good person. And as we have God's heart, we look for the good in people. Mm-hmm. But when we're hurt, sometimes all we can see is the bad in people. Mhm. Do you want to hear uh, what happened to me and how I got into this? Absolutely. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to tell this cute little story. There's a little, uh, there's a mother teaching her little four-year-old daughter uh, the the Lord's Prayer. And so she says, now, darling, you, you say this after me. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And the little girl says... Forgive us our trash baskets <laughs> as we forgive those who put trash in our baskets. A lot and, of truth in that. I, I think that tells the whole story because as human beings, coming from the fall of Adam and Eve, our DNA is tainted. We all hurt each other. Yeah even though we don't mean to hurt each other. But God never created our bodies to be able to hold on to judgment and criticism of other human beings. So if we don't give that up, we are tied to the sin of the people that have hurt us. Mm-hmm. So if you can imagine yourself, if you had held on to what your mm-hmm. brother did to you, mm-hmm. 
all your life, it would be like you're dragging him around mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Well, with him, it was it was just really, I mean, he loved me and I adored him, uh, you know, playful things. But, uh, you know, I did have uh, an uncle that uh, sexually abused me for years. Now, that was rough. That, that was rough. hard. But you yeah. know what? God gave me the grace and the ability to forgive him and pray for him. Uh-huh. Uh, and God, you know, literally healed the wounds in my heart and, and the, in my mind. Okay. And it was by the power of his word, by prayer. And uh, and he just showed me, you know, there wasn't a lot of books back then about that. About it, right. Uh, but the Lord himself was there and just taught me and helped me and led me through that to where I was able to release that and let that go so I didn't carry that around like a corpse. Yes. You know. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. And what led me into all of this was that my marriage was going down the tubes Mm -hmm. at the time. And as a Christian, I didn't feel like I had any um, reason why I could lawfully, in the eyes of God, leave my husband. And I went back to a scripture in Acts, and it said, If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved and your household. So after praying for years and years and years for my husband to be saved, actually with the wrong motive, I wanted him to be saved so he'd treat me better. That really (laughs) wasn't about his eternal life. It was about me, you know. Right. But... After praying that all of these years, I was mad at God because I said, your promise said that my household would be saved. So what's wrong with this picture? (laughs) And then he led me to a scripture in the Old Testament, Isaiah 59, 2, which says, your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face so that he does not hear and I thought, have I done something that that God doesn't even hear my prayers? What have I done that's so bad that he doesn't hear my prayers? And then he started pointing out forgiveness scriptures to me and saying, if you judge others, then you will be judged. If you don't forgive others, then God cannot forgive you. When you are judging and unforgiving, unforgiving, there is a barrier between you and God. Mm-hmm. Now, if your husband treats you badly, there's a barrier between him and God. That means that he doesn't see his own sin because God is the one that reveals sin. Right. So he is spiritually blind. He doesn't know what he does. Mm-hmm. All right, so he kind of gave me, this is what I use when I go out to tell people about forgiveness. I have a little cage, and it's about five feet by five feet. And I have two little action figures, a little man and a little woman. So let's say the, the, the man treats his wife disrespectfully in the morning. He says something bad. He hurts her feelings. He has not asked for forgiveness. So there's a barrier between him and God. And this cage shows the barrier. We put the man into the cage. He is cut off from God's direction at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay, now here's the little woman. She has a choice. She can forgive him 
meaning she can give him over to God. She can take him off of her hook, and she can put him on God's hook. <laughs> Whoa, that's big, okay? I mean, she's agreeing, I'm not going to be the judge anymore, but I'm going to let God be his judge. So she can choose to do this. She can release him to God, and she can pull him out of that cage. God can begin to talk to him in his mind and show him the things he's doing wrong so that he has an opportunity to confess, repent, and change. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we want, right? We right. want him to change. As long as we are holding him in judgment, he's not going to change, which is what God showed me, that all of my prayers were, oh, God, <laughs> save him, change him. And then I turned around and go, oh, look what he's doing again. Can you believe that he's, and the judgment was nullifying all of my prayers. Now, her other choice is, that she can hold on to her unforgiveness, which gives her some sort of a false feeling of control. She thinks, well, I'm going to punish him in my mind. <laughs> I may not say one word out loud, but I'm going to slam some cabinet doors, and I'm going to give him the silent treatment. Miss Sylvia, just days. let you know, I've never, never ever, no, done that. Done that. No, Nor would any other woman not. listening to this ever <laughs> do that. Go right here. I just wanted to put that in there. But I am going to keep this measure of control. Well, actually, you're not controlling anything. What you've just done is you've put yourself in the cage with him. Ah. Mm. Now there's a barrier between you and God, too. So it was only when I went to God, first with my anger, mm -hmm. why don't you do something? And then what is it that I need to do mm -hmm. to change so that he can change? I go to the, to the jail a lot to, to teach. And I'll say to the girls at the jail, would you rather shoot the guy or would you rather that he had a full revelation of what he has done with the remorse about what he has done. That's what they want. Mm -hmm. They just want him to recognize. And what do they want after that? They want him to have a change in the heart. And that's what we do with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. We open them up to a change of heart that only God can do. Now, the forgiveness also, it's pulling down the blood of Jesus. I think a lot of people don't really understand what Jesus did at the cross. But the power of his blood is still available to us. He has forgiven us all of all of our sins, but we have to appropriate that blood. And we have to allow him to cleanse us first. Mm -hmm. And then we have to forgive ourselves, which we may want to go back to because that's a big subject in itself. And then he wants us to forgive others and let the power of the blood cleanse them too. And the power of the blood also protects. What does it protect from? It protects from the demonic realm because, you know, men work in a world where 
the demonic is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And women actually are called to surround them in prayer. Yes. To keep the blood of Jesus flowing over them so that the demonic can't get to them. To keep heaven open so there's no barriers so that God can get to them. And I realized in all of this that I had not done what God had called me to do. And I began, he, he gave me a prayer, and the prayer was, Lord, forgive me for not doing what I was supposed to do. Forgive me for judging. Forgive me for my unforgiveness. And I ask you now, and I choose to forgive myself, and I ask you now to let the blood of Jesus pour over him, wash him in your forgiveness wash him from things that I don't even know are going on with him. Just keep washing him and mm -hmm. washing him. And that throughout the day, I didn't know what was going on in his life, but throughout the day I would say that prayer, wash him again, God, mm -hmm. wash him again with the power of the blood. And it took a couple of months of really sincerely washing every single day. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the revelation came to him. You know, I found out something, Miss Sylvia, is you can't stay mad at somebody that you're praying for. You really can't. <laughs> you can. can you? I mean, I've prayed a few mad prayers. You know, I almost you know, like, you know, strike him or something, you know. But <laughs> you cannot be sincere. Yeah. Yeah. And and really pray. And, and what I have found is you just submit it to the Lord, that's incident, you know, right. and, and pray for them. And it's amazing what God does washing them, but washing you. Yeah. Uh, and when we come back from our break in a moment, we're going to go um, more into how you do that. I mean, how you pray those things. What I mean, the steps and that you, we can give some practical steps. This is wonderful. I believe that this is a subject that um, our nation needs to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just so much offense and strife and division mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so many things happening. And uh, who's going to be the agent of change for the good? It's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit through the church. Yes. We're the ones that have yes. the answer, but we have to operate and walk in that unity and forgiveness and, and uh, be an agent of change in, 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 in this world. And so I think it's extremely right. important uh, that we that we forgive and that we show others how to forgive. Now, are we perfect at that? No. And do I still have things that I struggle with that really upset me? Yeah. But I've learned that it's, I don't like what it produces to let it stay there. I don't mm -hmm. like what it does to me. I don't like what it does to my family or the person right. that I'm angry with. I don't like that. And so, you know, you have to just pull up your pants, your big girl pants, and you say, okay, we're not going to do this. We're not That's just, right. we're not going to think like that. We're going to talk. We're not going to talk that. We're not going to act like that. Yes. And thankfully, we don't have to do it in our own power, but the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, you are listening to the Be Free program on KERV AM 1230, Kerrville's original station. And uh, I want to invite you to go to our website at lueda.org. And we have lots of resources there. And uh, you can also get and see the times that our TV program, our Be Free TV program airs. And uh, I believe it would be a blessing to you. So I'd like to have you to connect with us, all of our social media addresses and, and ways to connect us with us are there as well. Also, Miss Sylvia's books, Would You Believe and 
uh, The Powerful Secret of Forgiveness, as well as another book that you... Uh, the Indestructible Seed is a book by Jeanetta Curtis, but I illustrated okay. the book. And it is an easy way to bring children to Christ. Awesome. It's a wonderful little story. Well, we can get that on Amazon. And so I encourage you to do that. She is a gifted, gifted writer and artist. I have some of her artwork, and I absolutely love it. It's just beautiful. It just really helps you to see... Uh, in a different way, yeah, I love the one with the bo- the body of Christ. I mean, the the bride of uh-huh, Christ and uh-huh. the bride on fire is just uh-huh. just worshiping. It's so beautiful. But uh, coming up after the break, we're going to have the word of the week, and we're going to have the reset your mind portion, and we are going to uh, pray for you at the end of this broadcast. And I would like to invite you if you if you think what we're ministering today, the power of forgiveness would help somebody else. Hey, call them, have them to tune in. We're going to have a three minute break of news, but we're going to be right back. But I believe that this their keys are going to be brought forth today that will set you free and will help you to move forward and go in the direction you want to go uh, instead of staying stuck and being tied to your past. As long as you are concentrating and focusing on those things that have hurt and wounded you, you are literally tied to that situation. You are tied to that time and you it's just like a recording that keeps playing. I know from experience. And I know from experience you don't have to live that way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So anyway, don't you turn that dial. We'll be right back with the Be Free program. <laughs> 